You're listening to This Naked Mind with Annie Grace. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to This Naked Mind podcast. I'm here with Jessica. Welcome, Jessica. How are you? Hi. Hi, Annie. Good. How are you? Really good. So why don't you kind of take us back to the beginning? Where did it all start for you in your relationship with alcohol? So where did it all start? Pretty much college. I mean, I was a party girl. I was the girl that could, uh, I never drank in high school. Um, but when I went to college, I kind of let loose. And I was like the girl that if you were hanging out with me, we were getting drunk. I could drink the guys under the table and just never had a hangover. When I left college, I mean, I was, it's, you're kind of like normal drinking, going out on the weekend, so on and so forth. But in 2018, uh, I really hit a point where I had changed careers a little bit. I was working, I was working at a gym and I was kind of just always tired. And I, uh, one of my really good friends had, had unfortunately had just passed away and I was just starting to really question my relationship with alcohol because it just seemed like the last several years, like I look back on my life and I'm like, geez, every weekend I have drank except for when I was pregnant and that's a problem. And I'm, you know, I was 38 at the time. So I was just like, you're not an adult. What are you doing? And every weekend was just, you know, starting with, you know, Friday hit and I couldn't wait to start drinking. And sometimes my weekend started on Wednesday night, you know, sometimes it was whenever I felt like, oh, I wasn't working or teaching until later, I'm going to go ahead and and have a drink tonight. So basically my relationship with alcohol really began at 18, 19, going off to, to college and letting loose, breaking free from the chains of living under my mom's roof. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And so what happened, what happened then? What happened in college? In college, that was a long time ago. It's all a blur. But uh, in college, I was a captain and I was a captain and coke girl. And I joined a sorority just so I could have something to do. I went to a small college and I just, we, I mean, we, I just drank. I could do, I, I only drank captain and coke. I barely drank beer. I couldn't get into a bar if my life depended on it, but I just found any reason to party. I loved to party and I wasn't a mean drunk. I wasn't um, I, I was a happy, fun drunk, but it was just, I drank all the time, smoke cigarettes, drink, smoke cigarettes, drink, <laughs> miss classes. I just partied all the time. Yeah, I can relate to that. That was very, um, you know, not in college, but right after college for me. And it was just like, gosh, it just took over. So yeah, then what happened? After I graduated, I seems like a like a really long time ago, (laughs) but when I graduated from college, I did get into the field of teaching ballroom dancing to adults. And our hours were, we didn't, we worked from 1 PM to 10 PM. So we would go to, we call it a loser hour instead of happy hour because happy hour, we never got to go to. So we were at loser hour and, you know, I'm in my twenties and I'm just going out every single night and I don't have to be at work until later the next day. So we'd stay out drinking and then 
I'd wake up the next morning and just go off to work and just repeat the cycle over and over again. But I never had any hangovers or anything. So I didn't think anything of it. It just seemed like that was the normal thing to do when you're in your 20s. To just, it just seemed like that's what you're supposed to do. Everybody was drinking. I might as well go. And then I got introduced to gravity or gravity. What's the word? Oh my gosh. Like IPAs. Before this was all popular, there's a lot of breweries now. So back then, all these really unique beers were kind of introduced to me and like stouts, IPAs. And I became this beer drinker, this craft beer drinker. And it was like the cool thing to do. And there weren't, like I said, there weren't many breweries. There was a little place called John Harvard's. And I would always go out to dinner with my mom and stepdad. And they're not huge drinkers, but I would start with them. And then I would go off and have my night. <laughs> yeah. And what what did that end up looking like? Like, did you, um, when did you start, I guess, to be like, okay, this is not okay? Or when it was not until, so this was early 2000s. I mean, so not until 2018. So I'm 43 now. So at 38, is when I really started to question a lot of things. And it was more or less, I was on Weight Watchers at the time. And um, I've always been fit. I've always had an active job and I was struggling with losing weight. So I joined Weight Watchers and I was on a site and there were this group of women called um, Sober Sisters. And there was one woman I, I really connected with. I can't remember her, her name if my life depended on it, but I thought it was the coolest thing that there was, there's, there were these adults that literally don't drink. <laughs> so I'm like, what do they do on the weekend? And I just, I always felt like people that didn't drink were actually really cool. And even though in my mind, like when I was drunk, I was probably, I, I know I thought a lot like, oh, we can't trust them, you know, but I was secretly jealous that somebody could seriously hang out with, with a group of friends and not feel inclined to get drunk. So 2018, I was on Weight Watchers. There was the Sober Sisters and like this one girl actually recommended the alcohol experiment. And I immediately went on Amazon and I bought this Naked Mind and the 30 Day Alcohol Experiment. And I did, I think 41 days but I didn't read this naked mind. Um, but I did, that was the first time I did multiple, you know, days in a row of no alcohol. And I lost weight on top of that. <laughs> and then <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> and, and yeah, what happened? So that was the end of 2018. So I went into 2019. I remember celebrating New Year's Eve sober and, um, my uh, husband at the time, like we had friends over and they were all, they were all drinking. And I remember being really irritable and my kids were young and I just didn't want to drink. I wanted to go into the new year fresh. So I did. Um, and then later on in January, I had my, I went out with my friend and it was uh, her birthday. And I was like, I'm going to have a beer. Like, I got this, like, it's been 40 plus days. Like I can totally, I can do this. Like I can have a beer, whatever. And I had a few beers at night and that was fine. And then I, it, and then it just, it started again. And I went back to drinking and then 
and then there was COVID. <laughs> so 2019, I gained um, some weight. So I called myself fluffy back then. And I was uh, drinking a lot. And then I was turning um, in 2020, I turned 40. And I was probably at the heaviest I had been. I was extremely, I mean, again, I work at a gym, so I'm supposed to be a role model. I'm supposed to influence people. I'm supposed to inspire people. And I'm teaching classes hungover and nobody knows, you know, but I know I'm hungover. I'm having anxiety attacks while I'm teaching these huge classes. And um, I find myself thinking like, what is going on? Like, why am I doing this to myself? When I turned 40, uh, I was gifted a surprise girls weekend and we went away up to a cabin and I remember nothing of it, not a thing. Um, I wasn't even excited about it. I was actually a little anxious because I'm like, well, how am I supposed to drink? Only like, you know, I only, I really only get very drunk at home. So that was another sneaky thing. I would go out and then I would come home and then I would really start downing them. And I drank high gravity beers or wine. Like that was what I did. And when I ran out of the wine, I switched over to beer. So my 40th birthday, I remembered really nothing. And then the world shut down the next weekend. Mm. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> dun, dun, the party dun. started. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when COVID happened, uh, you know, I thought we were all, I think we all thought it, right? We thought this is it. It's the end of the world. We're dying. So I ate and drank like I, it was the end of the world. And I have two, again, there's still two children that are involved in all of this. So I've got, um, 20, like a 10 year old and a, and I mean, my daughter was four or five, you know? So I, I drank every day from, I mean, I would find any reason and there was nothing to do. So I'm like, Oh, it's 11 o'clock. I think I'll have a drink and drink. And like, I just drank all the time and I gained a ton of weight. I was again, very, very depressed, um, waking up feeling kind of hopeless. What's the point of any of this? Um, and really just kind of spiraling into a place I'd didn't really want to be. Um, the biggest memory is it was Easter and we stayed up until I, I mean, I, so I was like an enabler. Like if you were with me, I was enabling you. I wanted to stay up and party. Like when I drank alcohol, it was like drinking a case of Red Bull. I, I was up and we, we stayed up until probably five or six in the morning on Easter. And like the Easter bunny was supposed to come the next day. Right. I don't remember hiding anything. Um, my kids were kept trying to wake me up. I like got up and I like walked through the house and I was like, I want to throw up. Like, I feel so sick. I'm supposed to make dinner tonight. I'm like, I got to stop. I got to stop. Um, so I did not drink Easter Sunday, but there's a picture of us and you can just see how hungover I am. And I, I'm like, what am I doing again? I'm doing this again. I have all these tools and I'm not doing anything about it. When so and sad. then- I was just going to say, is that a big sort of catalyst then? Yeah. I mean, that was, I was, it made me depressed. You know, I, I my son 
would always say to me, even as a small child, like, um, you know, be as bad for you. And that's how he would say it, be as bad for you. <laughs> and where he developed that from, I don't know. He just always said it was bad. And so like, for me as an adult, I would be like, oh, he's, they're little, they don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? But knowing, um, again, I hadn't read this naked mind yet. All I had done was the alcohol experiment. Um, and just knowing that like, they're not that stupid, you know, like they know mommy's not really all there. Um, and I'm sure I stink. And even though I think I'm fun, I'm actually a little more short with, with what they want to do. So that was kind of like, and then Easter, like, I mean, my gosh, to wake up on Easter and literally let them do their little Easter egg hunt during a pandemic and then just crawling back in bed feeling depressed was like, was the beginning, but it sure wasn't the end. I mean, there was, I didn't start not drinking again for another, gosh, year and a half. Um, you know, the world opened back up. I know before the world opened back up, I, I brought out your book again and, and did the every day. Um, and then I lost a little bit of weight gym reopens and something irritated me and I went right back to drinking again. Um, and then I was like, Oh, you know what? It's a year later. Easter's coming up. I'll give it up for Lent. That'll get me through. And it didn't. And, uh, I remember being away for Easter and I, I downloaded the app. I think the app was kind of new maybe. And I went on there and I was reading people's stories and I got frustrated and I was like, whatever, these, this is crazy. Like, I can't do this. And I never came back on again until, um, October 30th of 2021 was like the, that was the big eye opener. And that's when things really started to change. But between 2020 and 2021, I don't have any specific story. There was the Easter, there was the two Easter's in a row. But I just remember being so extremely insecure, very irritable, thought I had depression, thought I had all this anxiety and felt uh, like I just felt not like how I feel now, which is down the road. We'll get to that. <laughs> So yeah, so this October date is kind of coming up. Yeah, the, so you say it in your book a lot. We start to make rules, right? So I had lots of rules. I even had reminders on my phone when I was drinking that would alert me at eight o'clock. They would say, you're probably too drunk and you should stop now or go to bed and it wouldn't matter. So on October 30th, we went to a friend's house and I was like, I'm going to bring a four pack. This is my rule. I'm going to drink my four beers and I'm going to get buzzed and I'll be good. So I drank my four beers and then I kept drinking their beers. And again, these are not Miller lights. These are high gravity IPA beers. Like, and I drink them like they're sparkling water. And I don't remember leaving my friend's house, my kids. I remember my kids keep saying like, can we go? Can we go? Um, their dad drove home. Um, we had just moved to a, a new uh, neighborhood as well. And the next morning it was Halloween morning. And again, another holiday. 
And I woke up and I thought, holy God, what if I would have been the one driving? Like, I don't even remember driving home. And I didn't drive though. Like, what if I would have been driving though? Like, what if I would have been, would I have been that stupid to get in my car with my two young kids and drive a dark road to go home? And right then and there, I was like, I'm done. So we went, I had my last beer that year on October 31st and November 1st, I reopened the app. I took out this naked mind book. I took out the alcohol experiment but I went on the app and I did the lessons every single day and I got to about 52 days <laughs> and then <laughs> it starts again. So, but I felt great. I was losing weight. I was feeling great, but I will say I was struggling because that first weekend um, I, I remember being in my basement and the outsiders was on and I watched the outsiders. I bought myself non-alcoholic IPAs. And I remember doing laundry and I thought to myself, like, holy, like, are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, holy shit. I literally have, I think I'm addicted to drinking. I don't wake up and do a shot, but like, I'm addicted to drinking on the weekends. I have created a really, really bad habit. And that scared me. And I was like, how am I going to get through this through the weekends? So I had to always plan ahead and I had to always remember my whys and I had to always make sure I was on this community. I think I wrote something every single day. I had to, to get through what I didn't realize I was feeling. And it was hard, you know, like Friday nights, but Saturday mornings, it was always worth it. And then Saturday night, it was like, oh God, here we go again. And then, but Sunday morning, it was always worth it. I started, I, I, I mean, I was like going to church every Sunday. I was more present for my kids and for myself and for my job and for, you know, and trying to inspire people. Um, but then I went and I was like, I can, I can do moderation. I can do this. I mean, it's been, it's been from November 1st to mid-December and we went out for a birthday party and I made my rules and I didn't get drunk. And we went out the next weekend and I had a beer and I didn't get drunk. And then we went to a, a dance event. I had one glass of wine. I didn't even drink the wine. I didn't get drunk. And then on December 27th, right? 26th, I had my dad over for, for our Christmas celebration. And I think I drank like two bottles of wine and got hammered and woke up. December 27th. And I said, that was, that was the last time I drank was December 26th of 2021. Well, congratulations. It's been a while. It has been a while. And there's been a lot of stuff that's happened from December 26th. <laughs> till today. <laughs> well, I love that your story is, you know, has so many like stops and starts because like that's the process. And so often we discount the fact that the process is just, you know, it's not linear. It's not straight up into the right. It like circles all around and goes backwards and forwards. And uh, yeah. as long as you just, you know, stick with it, you, you kind of really get there. So, yeah. yeah. So what happened between then and now? A lot happened. Um, <laughs> let's see. So when I, when I officially made, so I read this naked mind and, and anybody that's listening, I, 
I cannot express that that book, yes, there are some, like, there are things that you put in the alcohol experiment for the 30 days that you definitely, you know, you, you have those two kind of cross. But when I read that book, I was like, holy shit, I'm never drinking again. Like, this is some crap. Like what we are exposed, and I only read it once, and but I have recommended it to so many people. Anybody that says to me, "Oh my God, you lost so much weight," or "You look, what, what are you doing?" I'm like, I literally removed alcohol from my life. Is what I did. I removed probably ten thousand calories I was drinking every single weekend, and my whole life has changed. And I'm like, but when you read this book, when you anytime I think about F and I'm having a drink, I'm like. But why? Why would I throw that all away? What's it going to do? Nothing. All I'm going to do, I'm going to have the same the same problem tomorrow, and it's only going to be worse because now I've awakened a beast. So, I read this Naked Mind, and it was eye opening. It was eye opening in a lot of ways where I started to find that there were a lot of things in my life that I was unhappy with, that I was kind of bored with, that I needed some change, and I wanted to grow, and. Last year, I finally like stepped forward in my in my job, and and I asked, you know, hey, I want to I want to do more. I want to I want to move up in this company, and that took a lot of balls for me to ask because they had asked me years ago, and I was like, man, I don't know, it seems like a little much because I kept thinking like, well, how am I going to drink if I'm like this big wig corporate girl, you know? So I started working on that on on moving up in the company I work for, and how to do. Uh, really had to do a lot of studying. Um, I'm in the fitness industry, so I had to take take a test and and really focus on where I wanted to go with this. With that, I would I I did my first trip by myself. I drove to the other side of uh, Pennsylvania, and it took it was a six hour drive alone, something I haven't done probably ever in my life. And I felt like it was amazing. I'm like, wow, look at me, I can get up early on a Saturday morning. No, I think I drove up there Friday night and I don't, I'm not worried about when I'm going to get to the hotel and have a drink. I'm, I can't wait to get to the hotel and have a good night's sleep and meet these people that I'm always on the phone with and meet them in person. And then, uh, I had a great experience there. And then, um, I started to really question some things with the, my marriage and started to really feel unhappy. So there was just a lot of things. I was journaling a lot and I'm like, there's something missing in my life. And um, I was going to speak to my uh, husband about, you know, our relationship. And then I got diagnosed with breast cancer. So in December, and it was, uh, it was pre-cancer. And right then and there, I was like, holy shit, here I am at the healthiest I've ever been in my adult life. I mean, I've always been thin, but forget thin. Like I'm healthy. Like I'm not drinking. I'm not putting, I'm not smoking cigarettes. I'm not, I'm not eating horribly. I mean, I'm a human. I'm going to have my French fries and pizza here and there, but I'm jogging every weekend. I'm working out seven days a week and I'm doing yoga and I'm happy. And now like, is this a joke? What is this? Some, like, is this like, ha And there again, I leaned on the community. I went on that app and I was like, I really thought about opening up a little bottle of wine and saying, fuck it, who cares? Like I did everything I needed to do. And this is, this is it. So, but I didn't do it because what's it going to do? 
what if I would have been drinking? Could it have been stage one cancer? Could it have been stage two breast cancer? And I never, you know, I felt like stopping drinking was like a sign that you're at your healthiest and you can get through this. So in December that happened. And then I got, had surgery in February, double mastectomy reconstruction, find out it spreads to my lymph node. And again, it's like, really, (laughs) is this really happening? (laughs) Wanted to just throw the towel in and numb myself. And I'm like, but what's it going to do? So I ate, I ate cookies instead, you know? I won't wake up with a hangover and I won't wake up thinking, what did I just do to myself? From that point, I've had, since then, I've had four rounds of chemo and now I'm starting radiation. And, you know, I'm, but I'm still, I still haven't opened up a drink because I know that tomorrow it's not worth it. It's not going to take away the cancer. It's not going to take anything away. I am cancer free. They removed everything, but these are all precautions. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's really bad, you know, creates cancer. So it's like even more of a reason. Exactly. Which again is in your book. And I'm like, what the hell have I done? (laughs) But yeah, so I, it's been a journey. It's like, I got to, it's it's been over a year, obviously. Um, I don't I actually stopped counting days. I got to 500 days and I said, you know what? I, it's just another day, you know, but I'm not going to lie. I open up the app here and there that I was counting just to see like where I was at, but it's just crazy how all that has happened. So positive. And even the cancer, as weird as it sounds, this is going to sound dark. It is a little positive because it has opened my eyes to life and that, you know, we're cancer doesn't really discriminate. It'll, it'll, you know, it's, it's just opened my eyes to, taking care of myself as best as I can. Mm, That's beautiful. And how has it been for you socially? Well, last summer was awkward for sure. It was the first summer alcohol-free. So I had a hard time last summer. I was very, I didn't go out a lot, but I'm actually a little bit of an introvert anyway. So even when I was drinking, I was trying to head home to drink more. So, but it hasn't been, I have found my ways around it. What's really nice is that what's, what's really gotten me through it and people say it on, say it a lot is that I'm in charge of everything now. So if I'm at a party and I don't want to be there anymore, I'm at a cookout and everybody's drunk, I can just get in my car safely and drive home. I find myself, you know, there's, like I said, last summer I was around a few situations where people were drunk and I, I was a little annoyed. And then I felt like snobby. And then I start to question myself, like, was I like this when I was drunk? Like, was I this annoying? I noticed things, people repeating themselves, telling me the same story again. So last summer, last year was a little hard, but this year it's been a lot easier. I've actually changed. I actually find myself even more social. I actually want to go out now. I actually will meet up with you. I will make plans when, because I, I feel stronger and it doesn't, nothing really triggers me anymore. That's awesome. That's really cool. What else have you noticed? Other than what, well, I've noticed my sleep is amazing. I'm going to go back to last year. They're like, this year has been like a whirlwind. My my sleep hasn't been great this year, but the sleeping it's, you get actually a full eight hours of sleep. My skin is so much clearer. 
my, actually after this surgery, I feel like I recovered so quick because I've taken such good care of myself. I was waking up early, going on jogs. I feel stronger. I'm leaner. I just feel, and I don't crave junk anymore. I don't know if you ever experienced it. Like when I was drinking, all I ever wanted was carbs. Not that there's anything wrong with carbs, but all I ever wanted was fried food. I would crave pizza. I would crave cheese. And I just wanted chips and desserts. And now I find that I crave things that fuel your body, um, like good proteins, good grains, good healthy fats. So that has been a really big difference. And my body has completely changed. I'm 35 pounds lighter. And I mean, I've, there are things I've changed, but I never went on a diet. You know, I let nature kind of take its course. And I think one of the biggest things that people need to understand is like when people do quit drinking, because I was there, we all, I don't know, there's a lot of us that expect this like weight loss right away. And you have said it in your book, like one thing at a time. You've said in your podcast, do one thing at a time. Don't quit drinking and then go on a diet and then try to run a marathon in a month. <laughs> You're going to fail, right? So I kind of let everything kind of fall into place. So I did not lose a ton of weight right away. And, um, and I really wasn't doing it for weight loss. I was doing it for, for mental weight loss. I mean, my mentality was really messed up it was my body just kind of transformed and I didn't even realize it until one day I, I weighed myself and I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, like I've actually, I did it. And I didn't, I didn't suffer. I didn't give up pizza or, or do anything crazy. Like I just lived my life. And then speaking of the mental weight loss, that was another, that was a big, that's been the biggest bonus. I used to think I was this like depressed, anxiety ridden, I should be medicated. And I have nothing, nothing against medication because uh, I'm medicated now. <laughs> but I used to be really, really, really depressed and feel very worthless. And um, it was really interesting that once a few weeks went by or a year and, and as I, I found myself waking up and not feeling so sad anymore. I found that the alcohol was what was causing a lot of my anxiety and confidence. I had no confidence. Now I have more confidence to speak up and stick up for myself and, and actually share an opinion and feel, feel very clear headed. Those are all real things that happen. I've been, I'm, I'm sharper at work. I'm more patient with my kids. Uh, I show up, I'm there, I'm there physically, but mentally now, where before I was just kind of in my own little world. Wow, so the mental weight loss. I love that idea of mental weight loss. It's so good. And what about, you know, your ability to cope with the diagnosis and everything? And I know you have no way to know for sure, but how do you think it would have been compared to now if you had been still drinking? I would have dove into a bottle of wine. And when I say a bottle, I mean like a box. <laughs> I would have, these are things, I don't know if this is normal, but I do think a lot, of, I do a lot of what ifs. Like what if I would have still been drinking? What would I have done? I would have, it would be a totally different scenario. I would be 
I would have buried myself in alcohol to avoid it all. And one of the, and well, there's a lot of things. I mean, I actually feel emotions now, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> I have told myself it's okay to cry. It's okay to be scared. And it's okay to reach out and say, you know, I, I need help. And I do reach out when I feel that moment of, I'm just going to just fuck it. I'm going to go drink. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to reach out and you're going to find out. You're going to remember why you're not drinking. So if I would have been where I was at back in 2020, 2021, with this diagnosis, I'd be drunk right now. That's what we, because today would have been radiation too. And I would have been like, well, I don't have to get radiated tomorrow. So I'm going to drink tonight. And then I wouldn't have drank the next night because, you know, oh, I have to get up really early. And I would have found any excuse to drink to avoid what was going on. Drinking was my medication. Drinking was my, how I masked a lot of things. Yeah, I can relate to all of that so much. So true. And I love what you said about being able to feel emotions. And, you know, when you, when you kind of, it's amazing how we demonize emotions inside ourselves, at least for me, like I, you know, especially like th something like sadness or crying, it was, I mean, I think it was eight or nine years, maybe even longer that I had gone without really crying. And yes. Then when, and I, I, I so believed that if I was going to start, if I let it go, if I'd start crying, it was just going to wash me away. I'd never be able to recover from it. I'd never be able to stop. And, and what I started to like really make peace with my emotions and like, all right, what are you here to show me? Like, I'm going to go into it. I'm not going to run away from it. it. There's so, there's such gifts in there. Like it's, it's such a richer life. It's so much more powerful and, you know, alcohol so numbing and you cannot numb the bad without numbing the good. So when you numb all those negative emotions, you numb all the positive emotions. And it's just so powerful to be able to come through and like experience all the emotions and experience your real life and full color and the whole spectrum. And yeah, it, it becomes a really powerful thing. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I've, it feels good to, I mean, I have felt I also find that I'm not as angry anymore. I don't know if you were, I, I was, I found that my, anything set me off, anything. This morning I was leaving and some somebody's flying down the road and they lay on their horn because I didn't see them. And I kind of pulled out when they were flying. And two years ago, I would have motherfucked them. I would have got out of the car. I would have been, you know, and I was just like, whatever, it's six in the morning. I don't really care. You know what I mean? I find myself more calm and not quick to I'm sharper like I'm not I'm not quick to react anymore I just kind of like let it settle in and I'm like nah, whatever have the day you deserve I'm going on with my life you know um but the emotional it, feeling emotions is is quite a being present like I, I don't know if you experience this too like colors seem brighter mm -hmm. the world seems brighter the things just seem more beautiful when you're not hung over those little dots i used to have these little floaties that like floated around in my headspace do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> they're not there anymore like the little static it's been everything has just even when it's the worst day it's better than it was when i was drinking 
-hmm. because waking up with anxiety, like shaking, knowing I didn't do anything bad, but no, but laying there like, who did I text? What did I say? What did I do? Now I wake up and I'm like, I know what I did. And I I was present. I'm 100% present. And it's powerful. I'm finally that person that when people say, when I tell people I don't drink, they're like, wow, how did you do that? You know, and it's intriguing. It's really interesting how, how interested people are in finding out how you don't drink anymore. And I think one of the biggest things, and and you talk about this, you know, is, you know, sometimes I get a little weird. I I don't know. Like I get a little weird, like, well, not that I was like, you know, I I drank a lot. I get like, um, I don't want to be labeled, you know, but I just basically, when people say to me, I can't believe you don't drink. I'm like, listen, I started questioning my relationship with it. And it was scary. I was scaring myself. I mean, I could drink a lot and that was the scariest thing. And I could drink for a long time and I would embarrass myself sometimes. I mean, I threw up in my best friend's bed, red wine. I don't even remember it. I woke up and I was like, I threw up everywhere. I'm like, what, who does that at 40 years old? I do. (laughs) That's embarrassing. You know, like get it together. Like, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, yeah, I could just so much, so much in common, but let me ask you sort of the question to, to wrap us up. And if you were going to go back in time to Jessica, who was really on that journey of, of the, the stopping and the starting and the stopping and the starting and, you know, getting increasingly, I think we're ready for the, the final stop, which is what happens to all of us, but also probably like having frustration with herself and, um, what would you, what would you go back and tell her about how it's all turned out? Go back and tell Jessica that stopped and started. But what I tell myself, I would tell myself it is worth it. It is worth every weekend that you sit there and you feel like you're not normal because you need to have a drink, but it's worth it because we're not alone. I think a lot of people struggle, um, not struggle, but question their, their relationship with alcohol. Um, so I would go back and tell myself like, you're not alone and that there's so much support out there. And that at the end of the day, it's worth it. It's scary, but it is the most empowering decision I've ever made. And I literally feel like a warrior sometimes, like I did it, like, I fucking did it. And anytime I see a silly little commercial about alcohol, I want to be like, lies, bullshit lies. So that's what I would tell myself. Oh, I love that. It's so great. So great. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on and sharing your story. It was really powerful. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're ready to see how This Naked Mind can help you on your personal health and wellness journey and want to learn more, go to thisnakedmindpodcast.com to learn what your next best step is. Again, that's thisnakedmindpodcast.com. We have all of our free resources, programs, social links, and more available for you there. Plus, if you have your own naked life story to share, you can submit it there as well. Until next week, stay curious.